Hey, I'm so glad you joined us today. Uh, my partner is Christian Vandenhuvel. Hello, everybody. Our Welcome, online everybody. pastor. Can you believe that, that we started this even before the pandemic, and now we're welcoming people from all over the West Coast, from Japan, from Singapore, from Europe. So glad that you're here. Let us know in the chat where you are joining us from, Canada. Um, welcome. Uh, what a cool thing to, to be here with you and to dig through this passage in 1 Peter. Yeah, so today we're going back to chapter 1 to finish. You remember I just did the first 12 verses Yeah, last and then time. in verse 13, the first verse, uh, first word rather, in verse 13 says, therefore. So Steve, what's it therefore? Oh, I love what you're doing there. You're, that's witty. That's just witty. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in the first 12 verses, Peter opens up and he calls the church uh, the scattered exiles. And what he's talking about is persecution, that uh, he's in the Roman jail, writing from jail and uh, awaiting trial. And he probably is aware already that's not going to go well. But then they are under persecution as well. And so he tells them, hey, hang in there. Uh, he doesn't tell them that the trials are going to go away, but he says the, the persecution that we're under is actually a blessing because it has been like a refiner's fire. Mm. And he's telling them that if you, if you just hang in there and let the trial burn away the dross, that you're going to, be, uh, you're going to have a much more pure faith. And this, their faith is what's going to get them through. Therefore, he writes in verse 13, with minds that are alert and fully sober... Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. I love this, uh, this slow walking through verses. And uh, I mean, this is one verse we could probably spend an hour on just by itself. But yeah. let's look at a couple of those words. All right, pick um, one. The, the word alert jumps out of me. Uh, aware, alert. I think that's so appropriate for us today because... Uh, to be honest, the opposite of that is the word uh, dull, and I feel a little bit dulled. We've, we're in this COVID year, we did 2020, now we're in 2021. We're getting to the anniversary of this, or we're at the anniversary. So Half we have a million you, Americans have died. It's, it's, it dulls you, because if to really well, think you about dull, that. You, you have to. Yeah. It's really hard. One in three Americans now has lost a loved one. And the numbers are going down, but um, it's still... We're still in it. Yeah. And uh, it's so tragic. We're, we're now, we're, we have that anniversary trauma now that you have. If you lose a loved one and then it comes back to their birthday or Christmas, there's something about the anniversary of that that, that hits us. And um, so a lot, of, a lot of us are struggling in the last few days. And you may not have even realized how come you're feeling that pressure again so heavy. And it has to do with we've come up on a year of this. And... Uh, so we are praying with you, especially if you're struggling, especially if you're isolated and alone. Uh, we want you to know we love you. And Peter's words for you are going to be really good today. And on a not as drastic a note as the, the virus itself, the effects of the virus on our homes. Everything is different, right? Maybe you are like me where you're having a student in your home who's doing school from home. Honestly, if I, if I stop to really think about that, what's happening upstairs, in our little study area, it, it breaks my heart to think of that about my, my middle schooler or my college daughter who's not at her college. She's instead on her laptop tutoring her 12-year-old. It's just really difficult. So what we do is to dull our emotions uh, is what a lot of us have, have, have done or you've been tempted to do is to dull your emotion maybe with uh, eating 
too much or the wrong thing or drinking too much instead of getting exercise. Or binging on um, like Netflix. Oh, going down the YouTube rabbit hole instead of spiritual disciplines, you know, or, or saying I, I haven't listened to any kind of uh, Bible podcast or haven't done an online Bible study in a long time. You end up dulling yourself a little bit. So um, this is a good, a good word. Peter says, stay alert. Be alert, be awake. Yep. And then he uses that word sober. And when I think of the word sober, I think of the opposite, you know, impaired or drunk. And I think this is a good time for us to really check our intake. But the word sober doesn't just, isn't just talking about substance. You were telling me about the word in Dutch, actually. Yeah, the word in Dutch is the word nuchter. Say it with me, nuchter. No, okay. <laughs> There's a in there. And, uh, but the word nuchter is, is used all the time, but not necessarily always for not being drunk, but really for think about something really, be prepared, be thought through, uh, well-educated about a certain thing, have your mind fully aware and be nuchter about a certain thing. And I, I love that, that Peter's calling us to that. Yeah, he's saying, wake up and yep. uh, focus. And this reminds me of my old uh, seminary professor, uh, the afternoon Old Testament. After lunch. Oh. And, this, and it's warm there, yeah. and your friends are all driving to the beach, and you're sitting in class. And, but we love this guy, because Tuesdays and Thursdays for the afternoon class, he would bring a full bag of those uh, mini candy bars. Yes. And he'd just rip it open and just start passing it around, and we would all sit. And you couldn't eat your candy bar. You couldn't partake until we all had it. And then he would say, now, everybody up. And we'd stand up, and he'd have us doing silly jumping jacks or whatever. And he'd, come on, wake up, wake up. Okay, Eat your sugar. And then we would do that. And then we'd have an hour and a half. And now every um, time we talk about the Old Testament, you have this Pavlovian I'm thing like, where you need a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's what Peter's saying here. With minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope, like intentionally set your hope on something that's worth setting your hope on. Yeah. The uh, grace to be given to you when Jesus appears. And that word fully, I love that. Like go, go all in, don't hedge your bets. You know, put all your eggs, put all your, your Easter eggs in one basket and go all in with Jesus. And I wonder if, if there's people that are joining us right now, you're sitting there going and you're partially in, you know, you're just tuning in for a couple of minutes. I would just call you to say, go all in. Christ is worth it. Right. He, you can put your hope in him. You can plant your flag there. It's a lot better than other things you could hope for. Yeah, like like the circumstances to change, like that trillion dollar check we're gonna two get in the trillion. mail. Two trillion. Two trillion. I heard I'm gonna just get you a trillion. You get a check. I get you a check. Get it. We both get a check. Yeah. Or or you know the vaccine is great. It's awesome, but don't put your hope all in that, or don't put your hope all in hey the schools are opening up. Instead, we should put our hope in Christ. Yeah, there's nothing wrong to look forward to those things, mm. but ultimately the hope we have for the, our future and even for our present is in Christ. All right, let's keep reading. As obedient children, he says, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Oh, I like that. Hmm. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Yeah, and growing up in, in church, what, 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 what's the association do you have with the word holy? Well, in, in a negative light, uh, holiness was kind of a long list of things we didn't do. Okay. But it also was, was this very special word. Holy is uh, uh, 
at, after, you know, before church was over, we would have a time of prayer. Sometimes we would come forward. There would be that sense of God meeting with us um, and setting us apart, uh, consecrating us for the week ahead. Uh, that's what holy means. It means consecrated. And God says, be holy as I am holy. Be different as I am different. And God is different. There's no other God like him. The, the angels uh, in heaven in, 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 that Isaiah witnessed there, uh, they're just th- surrounding the throne singing, holy, 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 holy. Because you are, you are, you, you, you know, you will be. Uh, and to think of God in that light, it, it really lifts me up out of me being the same as everybody else. Uh, consecrated. consecrated. I like that. So like those, like the incense bowls in, in the temple, like exactly. the candlesticks, the jars of water for used for ceremonial washing, that kind of, um, that kind of holy set apart, set, set apart, special. Okay, so now you're reminding me of Jesus's very first miracle in oh. John chapter two. Yes, if, even if you are not a church going person, you, you know this story. Even if you didn't grow up learning all these stories, you know about- Cause it's so cool. It's so cool. So Jesus, his first miracle goes to a wedding with his friends and his mother, other people, and he turns water into what? Into wine. He turns water into wine. Yeah. That would have been your first miracle too, huh? If you've had that, if you have the, <laughs> the power, you'd be like, No, hey, I, I would have done something huge and cosmic. Well, this is just didn't. like a local party and he does this thing. I, first, I didn't understand. Why would that be your first miracle? Let's recount it real quick. So Jesus goes to this, to this wedding and in, in the middle, uh, middle East, those things last for days. Days, yeah. And he's there and uh, I don't know, the party goers, uh, the, have, they have some catering issues. <laughs> they run out of wine. And so Mary, Jesus's mother, goes up to Jesus, who's 30 years old at the time. She and knows, she, knows she knows who he is. So and she goes, hey, Jesus, why don't you, uh, you know, uh-huh. the thing, go after And it. Jesus kind of teases her. He goes, oh, woman, you know, no. or something. And he, she goes, no. She tells the, his friends, do what, or the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Yeah. So the servants, uh, Jesus comes to me, he says, okay, you see those ceremonial washing? And that's just why it reminded me of holy set apart. Because those yes. jars, those 25-gallon jars, were stone jars. It says that in verse 6, used for ceremonial washing. And so it's religion at the wedding. Religion at the wedding. So six, so a hundred and some 50 gallons yeah, worth be, of yeah. water. Fill it up with water. Right. And then they dip down uh-huh. in, into the water. And, and then out they comes go around pouring. Pouring the best wine these people have ever yeah. had. Yeah. 98 point right. Livermore Valley amazing Amen. wine. And, Amen. And they're thinking, what? Hold, hold up. Why is this? You know, they've been drinking the two buck chuck. So even the guy in charge of the catering said, What's going yeah, on yeah. here? Yeah. And, uh, and I love that Jesus takes these jars that were used for ceremonial washing and says, okay, all your religion stuff, right. I'm going to do something different. We are, we're having a different thing here. Not even relig- different religion, but relationship. So it's like Old Testament meets New Testament. Old covenant meets New Covenant. Water turns to wine. And uh, Jesus is, so that, what I come to find out, the miracle is cosmic because it's a cosmic parable of all that God is doing now. Religion is man's way of trying to connect with God. Jesus is God's way of connecting with man. Wow. And he's, he's gonna bring it. The and starting point, the starting gun for all the different that Jesus is gonna bring. I, I love it. Yeah, so just like those, those pots were holy, Peter now says, you be holy. Just like they were consecrated, 
you be consecrated, you be different. Now, he's not saying go out and do different things and try to make yourself holy. No, it's Jesus is the one turning the water to the wine in us. But now we become the consecrated vessels. So the water pours in, Christ saving us, and what pours out to our neighbors is this great wine. I love and, that. Uh, really a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's, that's so beautiful. And, and in the whole process, I think we become not just holy, but we become whole. And, and the thing that I think of then is, is integrity. I think I always want to strive towards wholeness within myself even. Wow. And people that are divided and that lack integrity uh, have that. You know that part of you... Well, you know what the word integrity means, right? It means without... Yeah, without cracks and without... No, yeah, it's just one solid thing. Like so those it, jars of... The, like those vessels. And so Jesus, that's what he accuses the Pharisees of. He says, you guys are hypocrites, two-faced. You don't have integrity. And we see this today. Yeah. You got that one part of you that goes to church regularly, you know, once a, once a month at least. And then there's the other part of you that is kind of short with family members or with uh, coworkers. Mm-hmm. That one part of you that shares with the poor every now and again, but then... You're selfish. You're totally selfish. Or one part of you that says, hey, can we, let, me, let me pray for you. Mm. And it, you, you know, you do. And then the other part that deep down inside that you have this little shot on Freud, that little joy that you get from other people's demise. Wow. Maybe somebody you're in competition with or, but anyways, there's these two parts of you. You're volunteering and yet you're also cutting, uh, cutting down your, or you're underpaying your employees or you're cheating Amen. your clients. And you know what? You're making me think of my parents because my parents were not perfect, but they were integrous. Hmm. And so my parents were holy in this definition. So we were raised as pastor's kids and that can be a minefield. But the, the saving grace of the whole thing was my folks walk with Jesus was real. So my memories of coming uh, down uh, the stairs uh, I'm the first kid up in the morning and my dad is already at the table. Coffee pot's already half empty. He's been there for an hour with his Bible open. Wow. He was the same all the 24 seven. That's what right. I want. Right. I want to be the same 24 seven and have that integrity. Hmm. Amen. That holiness. So really. a holy person is yep. made holy by God, but then lives that out in integrity, allowing God to flesh out all the prideful, selfish, awful, lustful p- behaviors and thoughts and, and, and then our behaviors change and become uh, more like the wine um, the, 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 that was once water. Yeah. And so I, you know, here we are in the season of Lent. Right 40 days before yeah. resurrection. We've got, a, we've got a, well, a couple more weeks. Yep. Uh, Lent is a time where we focus on the cross and the empty tomb. And it's a time where we, I don't know, we just let those daily thoughts be part of a purification, like a ceremonial washing, as we get ready to celebrate resurrection. We're a little more intentional about being holy, it seems, right before Easter. Uh, I'm doing um, Lent, I'm observing it, I'm not drinking any alcohol. Instead of that, I am, of course, focusing on the Lord, but I'm also memorizing 1 Peter chapter 1. Somebody in the chat challenged me to do that, so here I am. Oh, working that's my way through great. that. Yeah. What about you? What do you do? Are you observing? Well, Lent? before we do that, I just want you to recite First Peter. Okay. Chapter here we go. No. Uh, let's see. Lent. Yeah. This year, I didn't feel like giving up something. It didn't seem life-giving to me, so I decided to add something, and that was this. 
I noticed how much I have needed encouragement this year and how uh, at times discouraging it has been to be in ministry. So I've been made very aware of other people that are going through the same thing. And so each day, I've made it a point each day to reach out to at least one person with a intentional, encouraging word. And it's been awesome. For them, also, of course, of course. Right, and for you? Yeah, I hang up the phone or I drive away from a cup of coffee with someone and I just am like so glad that I did it so that I think I'm going to try to make that part of my daily routine from now on. I love that. So we have still several weeks left until Resurrection Sunday. So if that's something that you want to do and you're like, I want to do something to observe Lent, go ahead. Uh, Just start right now. It's fine. You don't have to do the whole 40 days. I love it. Well, let's keep reading. We've got uh, second half of verse 17. Live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. So you Mm -hmm. taught us a couple weeks ago about the fact that we're kind of foreigners in, in here yeah. on planet Earth. Uh, but then the reverent fear, this being in awe, being full of awe, being feeling awful. No, mm. oh. <laughs> no, not awful. Uh, full of awe. Full of awe. And, you know, I, I, I like this idea of appropriate awe. And for me, that means getting out into nature. Uh, I just went back up to Heavenly Valley. There was plenty of snow and put the skis on, got on the chair, headed for the ridge, get up to the top of the ridge, and this is the view wow. you always see wow. from Heavenly Valley, uh, from the top of Lake Tahoe. And I get up there and I just, I worship. And I'm just standing there for a few minutes, uh, uh, skiing along towards Pinnacles, and I'll stop every, I don't know, and again, just stop and look, and not be in a hurry, as I fill my soul with appropriate awe and think, the same God who created this, created me. And he actually sees me as the pinnacle of the creation, the sixth day of the creation. And, uh, and that's the same for you. If you, you know, those of you who are on your screens, you're on your phone, you are the pinnacle of God's creation. What a cool thing to think about. You're not some evolved mammal. Instead, God looks at you and goes, man, I did that one good. Look at that. And not only that, mm. what we're celebrating on Easter, you're worth it. Mm. Christ paid the price for you and he considers you worth it. And that is a powerful thought, that you are worth so much that God came and gave everything for you. That's so good, Steve. Let's keep reading uh, verse 18. Let's talk about that, that price that, that, you know, we were worth it. Uh, you know that it was not with perishable things, verse 18, such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed down to you from your ancestors, but, with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And I love that word redeemed. That means that we've been, we've been ransomed. And friends, a high price was paid to save us, to redeem us from our selfish ways, our empty ways, our sin from our former self. And that price that was paid was the life of Jesus Christ. He traded his life for your life. What a price. Mm. So we are going to be having communion at the end of the service. Um, and so let's be reflecting on that. Let's finish up these verses, though, because there's still some more. Yeah, here so if we... you need to go get some, something that will serve as the bread and the wine, so f- find something around you in your space mm-hmm. that can serve as that. All right. In the meantime, let's look at verse 21. Through Christ, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, And so your faith and hope are in God. He keeps coming at this. 
Christ is where you find your hope. Plant your hope in Christ. And that is what we'll be celebrating uh, on Resurrection Sunday. And that is what we celebrate today. The Son of God is where we anchor our faith. Verse 22, now that you've purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers and sisters, loving one another deeply from the heart. You so, see what he did there? I love that. So this, this holiness, this integrity, this and wholeness and consecration, not necessarily now following that binder of do's and don'ts, but instead we, we go, how can I love those around me deeply? How can I be in a community where love is the identifying factor both inside and then people watching us, they say those people, they have a whole love for each other. Yeah, as Eugene Peterson in the message version, he says, as if your life depended on it. And maybe it does. We need to love each other deeply. And that word deeply. Well, he uses that word deep and let's not skip past that because that is the Greek word ektenos. It means a persevering love. Deeply, uh, an earnest love, a constant love, a diligent love, a faithful love. So um, it's my mom and dad all those years ago, 68 years ago at the altar in Swink, Colorado, saying I do, but it's also now with my mom slipping over to where my dad lives and talking to him through the window right now and uh, always bringing him a lot of love um, that's ectonos. That's deep, faithful that's deep. love. Hmm. Yeah. Or uh, my assistant, Ruth, who's also my dear friend. Uh, and there she is in her home, her and her mom. And she's caring for her mom. I mean, all the time. And her mom's delightful. Dolly, if you're watching this, I love you. But I also love you, Ruth, because you're an example of ectonos, wow. faithfulness, deep love. So Peter is writing from lonely isolation, but from that, he's telling them to appreciate the fellowship that they have. You know, we've said this, and you're going to hear this again. Uh, we used to be called Cornerstone Fellowship, and we still are, but we've kind of shortened that to Cornerstone, and then some people call us Cornerstone Church. We decided uh, during this year, we're going to go back to calling ourselves Cornerstone Fellowship because what we have missed is a fellowship. And... Uh, and so that's what Peter is saying here. I want you to love each other uh, earnestly because, verse 23, you've been born again. That's, that's why you do it. And your fellowship has to outlast you. Uh, you were born not of perishable seed, uh, uh, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. And now he quotes Isaiah, for all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fall but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. you know, they all remembered, yeah, they all remembered. Oh, that's from Isaiah. That's from Isaiah. Yeah, that's so cool, so good. We're so, this is so temporary. All of this is so temporary. And COVID has really driven that home. Yeah, life is fragile. La life is fragile. We are not in control. A microscopic virus can, can just devastate our bodies. But Peter is saying, even if that were true, and in this case, he's saying, even if Rome comes in and you, you, are in the, you are fighting the lions, which did happen to them in Turkey, even if, no matter what, even if your body perishes, the word of the Lord stands forever. Of course, the word of the Lord is not the Bible. It's, it's what the Bible is about. Jesus, Jesus is the word of the Lord. John said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. 
So it's not the Bible will last forever. Like even I've actually kind of heard that preached sometimes. Some people hold the Bible up almost like as the, the fourth member of the Trinity yeah, or something. I've heard that. But the word of the Lord is Jesus. And so what he's saying is if you anchor your hope in Jesus, you are indestructible. You're eternal. You're imperishable. Not like the flowers of the field, but it's, you're going to keep going. Right. And that. then in verse two, what happens? Another. Yeah, he says, so another therefore. So therefore, because of all that, because you know all that. Right. Rid yourself, Peter says, of all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy, all slander. Since you've been reminded of your temporal nature. Then drop all that negative stuff out of your relationships. all the attitudes that divide you. Right. And instead, love each other deeply. He's calling us um, to, uh, to get with Jesus and get rid of all these negative attitudes, these negative thoughts. And look what he, he's not calling us to, you know, stop doing this and start doing that. He instead say, love one love another, another deeply. Like newborn babies, he says, crave pure spiritual milk. And he's been giving us pure spiritual milk so that by it, you may grow up in your salvation now that you've tasted the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The yeah. Lord is good. Let's soak in that today. Amen. And let's crave it. Um, Matson's have a new grandbaby. Congratulations, yeah. baby Morgan. Baby Morgan, Tyler and Kelly over in San Francisco. Baby's uh, almost three weeks old. And I'll tell you what, that baby, if you just the word crave, every three hours, baby Morgan demonstrates that word. There's he a, craves it. He craves it. And he lets you know it's he's loud. It. Right. Yeah. Let's and be I like think that. if we yeah. could return to that, like about every three hours, we would crave spending some time with the Lord and spending some time in fellowship uh, with others. Uh, it's absolutely um, beautiful. Hopefully by now we have, uh, we've, this, even this, this message has reminded us not to crave the shallow, superficial stuff. Um, and even like, Let's stop being those Christians that think about God one hour a week. For a little Jesus fix. Right. No, it's got to be every day, every, all day, and, and throughout the day mm-hmm. following Jesus. So I want to challenge you as we approach communion. Uh, I, I want you to think about the week ahead. And I want you to commit yourself to allow God to make you holy and then live out that holiness and integrity. And think in terms of how can I live this out in a way that blesses my church and that blesses my neighbors. Um, And how can I, because of what we talked about just now, pull heaven down. I love that. Pull the kingdom of heaven down to earth. I like that a lot. Well, let's celebrate communion. Let's remember together the sacrifice that uh, that Jesus made. Um, He, maybe you don't have anything like a cracker and an actual little cup of juice like we do. Uh, maybe you have something else at home. You can go ahead and g- grab something that will serve as the bread and the, and, and the wine. And uh, back when Jesus was with his friends at a, in that upper room, celebrating Passover, celebrating the fact that they were freed from Egypt, he says, no, I'm going to turn this upside down because I'm gonna, we're going to celebrate that you are freed from empty ways. You are freed from sin. You are freed from your old self. And he says, so this bread that I'm breaking for you, this is my body broken for you. And every time you eat that, remember me. And then he looked at the, the cup of redemption that was sitting there on the table. They called it the cup of redemption. Hmm. And he picked it up and uh, filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. And he said, this, 
is now my new covenant that I'm making with you, a new promise between you and me. Hmm. And this is my blood poured out for you. And I bet his friends had no idea what he was talking no, about. No, but within 24 hours, they would. So every time, Jesus said, every time you drink this, remember me. Let's drink that together now. I remember you, Jesus. All right, let's pray. Holy, holy, holy. God, as we have thought today about your holiness, we've also thought about our holiness. We pray that our time spent together today will have brought us back to that place of saying, purify me, Lord. Use whatever trial I'm in, whatever trouble I'm facing, as a blessing instead of a curse. Father, we pray that you would live out your holiness through us, your vessels, Mm -hmm. consecrated for you. Thank you, Jesus, for your body and your blood. Amen. Amen.